Nick Dardis is originally from the small town of Beaufort, South Carolina. He describes himself as an aspiring writer, but also says he's the guy who's willing to do just about anything in the entertainment industry. His love for film began when he was a kid in 2002 after watching the first Spider-Man movie. By middle school, he was making his own short films, and by high school, even though he was shy and introverted, Nick started coming out of his shell in front of the camera. He started to think that maybe he wanted to be an actor. But when that didn't work out, he figured out that really, he wanted to do everything. But as high school was ending, Nick realized he didn't really have a plan. No plan for college, not sure where to start in terms of getting a career going. He started to feel stuck. Eventually, he would find his way into a college, and he began to learn more about himself than he ever has, and figure out what he truly wants. Nick would later do one of the hardest things in his life, move from his small town to the big bustling city of Los Angeles. Knowing that opportunity can lie just around every corner, Nick started working towards his future in any way he could think of. I'm Bobby Gonzalez, and this is Spoken Dreams. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, my name is Nick Dardis. I'm an aspiring writer and kind of an aspiring everything. So I grew up in a comically small town called Beaufort, South Carolina, and no one ever knows where that is, so I always just tell them it's where they filmed Forrest Gump. You know, it's funny because I grew up in a town that has a total of zero movie theaters in it. And for someone with a love for film, that can be, you know, pretty hard to, <laughs> to sort of feed that imagination and, and everything. I would say my love for film all started with the 2002 Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi, and I remember vividly uh, seeing TV spots for it uh, with the sound off for some reason. I just saw the visuals of it, Um, it, whether it was like in a, I don't know, a DMV or or some random place. I just remember being like, just totally like attracted to, to like that visual style and in those quick little clips on TV. And I had no idea what it was. I was like, Spider-Man, that's like a superhero, right? And I remember my dad taking me to see it one day. And I still remember like like the weird uh, like scratches and, and stuff on the seats. And one of the recliners didn't go down all the way, so we had to switch. Just all these very strange, specific memories of seeing this film. And... Uh, right after that, it was just like I gotta do, I gotta do something with entertainment. I have to, whether it be, you know, swinging around as an actor or, or director or writer.
growing up, it, it was kind of hard to to keep that love for film alive. Um, I, I just didn't have that many people to talk to when it came to to movies and stuff. I mean, my, my parents always supported me. They were they're great, and uh, I would always watch horror movies with my mom, and we we would always it'd be uh, like a fun family thing to watch just anything that was on. And, you know, in middle school, it was, it was kind of interesting because I, I went to an all, it was a Catholic middle school with a very small class. And, uh, it was me and my friend, Nate, we were the only ones who really had like that love for, for film and, and entertainment. And we would always talk about like how we're gonna like make short films and everything, which we eventually did. And uh, I don't know how they how they are now. Probably not that good, but um, still moving towards that career. And in high school, um, I was pretty was pretty shy and awkward. And um, every Friday, my sophomore year, I was able to write episodes for this silly movie review show. And it really helped me sort of come out of my shell and maybe realize I wanted to act. And so since I had this love for acting, I, I really wanted to try and expand on that. And so I looked into uh, NYFA, New York Film Academy, and you'd think that they'd be solely based in New York, but they have places all around. And so I went to a three-week-long, um, I guess I could call it a camp, of uh, just aspiring directors uh, writers and actors. And so basically what you did there was you take these classes, um, in like directing and acting. And then at the end, like during the last week, um, everyone gets to make a movie with the actors that have been taught, being directed by the directors who are, were being taught as well. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I, I actually still keep in touch with a lot of the people I met there and it, also made me realize that maybe acting isn't my isn't my thing because I I remember watching the footage of the shorts that were made there and I was just like ah, I'm not that good like I kind of look like a discount Tom Cruise like but maybe a little bit shorter so it's just like there's not a lot like pooling for me there it also made me realize that maybe I should have gone for directing or, or or the writing part of it and I just had all these regrets, but I'm still glad that I went for acting. And this all sort of ties into me kind of wanting to do everything in the industry. Even if I'm not, like, I just have a fascination with with doing just as much as I can. Because I just like learning about every little aspect. So, back to high school. I think I had about two years left when I came back um, after that summer. I just focused on getting good grades and I never really socialized other than people coming up to me and saying like, hey, you're on the morning show. It's like, that's, that was about it. I never went to any parties or anything. I was honestly just kind of scared that I would I would screw up the next step of, of my life. And the funny thing was I didn't even consider going to going to a college. I just thought for me, it felt like life sort of ended after high school as uh, depressing as that may sound. But my parents were always adamant about helping me get an education. Uh, I remember uh, my mom 
was telling me about this place called um, University of North Carolina School of the Arts. And my first thought was, that's like a mouthful. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, we, what that is even. And I looked at the alum, and this may sound vain saying it now, but just the, seeing the alum that went there kind of like sparked my curiosity because, you know, you had like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green and just a bunch of really talented actors and, uh, you know, directors and writers and, it, that just sort of like was a complete like oh wow like this is a really cool place I should try to get into this place if, if they you know if the talent there is so great and um, I remember the you, you had to go through an interviewing process and that was very nerve-wracking for me I was such a wreck I still remember being taken in and noticing that I was overdressed that's the one thing I was focused on and it was pretty intimidating just being asked questions by them. And I remember at one point I was so nervous and thought I was doing so poorly in the interview that I just said, can we pause for a second and I can just start over? And apparently they took that very well. And I was able to just sort of tell my story and allow myself to to be who I am. And they actually really enjoyed me. And I remember a couple of months, or about a month later, uh, I heard back from UNCSA and I found out I got in. And when you get there, you're you're thrown just on set. You're like on a professionally run set. So basically when you're at the school, you choose um, concentrations. You get to choose between screenwriting, directing, editing, uh, cinematography. And I remember walking around campus and I was stopped by someone and, and they asked me, I think the conversation guided towards, what, what's your concentration? What are you gonna go into? And I said, screenwriting. And um, he said, why are you going into screenwriting? Like, terrible decision. You should go into producing. That way you're doing everything. You're, you're working with screenwriters, you're working with actors, you're working with um, directors and everyone. It's like, it's like, kind of like the best of everything like you wanna do. And I thought, and I was totally sold on that idea. And I was like, oh, I got to go into producing. This is definitely what I have to do. So I went into producing and that sort of like threw everyone off because it's just like uh, this like soft-spoken, like five foot eight, like dude is just, is going to be a producer. I don't, you have to be like persuasive to be a producer and everything. And I was able to get into producing ultimately. And the next two years were just very difficult because it, I realized producing was not the way to go. And it was hard because the skills required for producing are, are skills that I did not possess at all. You have to be able to talk to people without stuttering. You have to, you have to know math. And it's like, like all these things that I just... I just felt like I, I wasn't getting what I wanted from it. But the thing is, going through all that, it was sort of like a like a boot camp of, of social anxiety. I really was kind of like a like a nervous snail if I were to compare it to anything. And then leaving the school, I was like a normal person. Like I knew how to talk to people, I knew how to read. 
situations and everything, skills that I came nowhere near to achieving when I was in high school or but right before I came to UNCSA. So the social aspect, which is incredibly helpful with, with networking and everything in the film industry is something that I definitely walked away from in producing. So I graduated from University of North Carolina School of the Arts uh, this year, and I moved to Los Angeles. But the move was honestly very difficult because it's like you're in this weird sort of limbo when you move back from your college town to your hometown for those couple of months uh, when you're deciding what you want to do. And for me, I don't don't know what it was, but I didn't have any friends back home because they were all over the place. Um, And it had been years since I'd talked to anyone. And I was just sort of, I I felt sort of stuck um, in my hometown. And I think um, for me, my my dad sort of had that same thing growing up. He, He grew up in a very tiny little area. And I think he, he may have seen a bit of that in me um, because he kept trying to push me towards like moving anywhere else because he knows, he knew that's, that what I wanted to do, what I love is, is not in my, is not here for me. Um, and I remember being really upset one night because I thought he just wanted me out of the house and I didn't realize that um, he's just trying to do what, what was best for me and try and try to get my career off the ground he, he told me I should move to LA because work will come you just got to be you just got to be in a in a bigger place with with opportunities and he knew that I could apply myself and, and everything and I didn't and it, it's a shame that I realized that so late um, because my parents have been so supportive of me and, uh, following my my film dreams and everything um, luckily they they know that this is something I I really love and and want to pursue. I was honestly scared of moving anywhere else. I I just felt like I was stalling myself from either moving to New York or Los Angeles. But I eventually made the move and my parents helped me. I'm I'm living with um, three of my close friends, um, all interested in film. So after making the move to LA, I started doing this thing where... Um, I would message just everyone that I, I found fascinating in the film industry. And um, one of the first people I messaged uh, was Matt Gorley. And I was able to reach out to him and ask uh, if he, I forget what I, I, I think it was like if we could go over like how you sort of got started in the industry and everything. Um, and he got back to me immediately and was incredibly nice. And we kept in touch for a couple of months. And so. Uh, we eventually ended up meeting for breakfast um, and it was like such a great conversation because I had I didn't realize how much I had in common with with this this guy that I only heard the voice of in like a Conan podcast it was it was a great conversation because uh, just seeing someone who's so similar to yourself doing what you want to do is, is kind of therapeutic in a way um, and it was very I, I felt like it was the right amount of inspiration uh, a person needs right when they make a giant move to a, a huge city. I 
knew it was going to be hard looking for a job out here, not just because everyone says it is, but just looking at the amount of people who are here doing the same thing as you is, is pretty intimidating. And so uh, my friend Ben and I, every day we're applying for jobs, we're reaching out to people in unorthodox ways. I've, I've probably DM'd some of my favorite directors on on like Instagram and I've heard back from a couple of them and it's just and they just you know say, say it's all the same thing because it's true um, just to keep keep applying and keep doing things that you're interested in and, and everything part of me is like this is scary and the other part is like this is kind of nice hearing so when you're looking for jobs in Los Angeles it's it's so easy to get discouraged because uh, you apply for 30 or 40 jobs a day. You maybe hear back from one telling you no. And then you just start the cycle over and over again. And it got to the point where I was getting really discouraged. And I was like, why am I even why am I even here? And you know, you just have to you have to have this level of perseverance to the point where you kind of sound insane. And you just have to keep telling yourself and others around you, like, this is what I want to do, whether it's a PA on set or in a writer's room. It's like, this is like, I don't know anything else. So there's no plan B, I feel like is a good way to, to sort of keep your spirits up. And my first job ever here was about uh, after a, maybe about a month and a half of living here, um, the apartment I was I'm living in, got a notification uh, via email that there would there would be a commercial shooting here. So the pool is going to be like shut down and everything uh, starting on so-and-so date. And I just honestly told myself like, all right, I'm going to get on this commercial, even if it's like like guy who has to take out the trash every hour. Uh, and so what I did was I reached out to the guy who had helped me uh, find the apartment in the first place. I, I went up to him and I was like, all right, how, how would I go about getting on this commercial, even though they shoot in like a couple of days? He's like, I can't help you, but I can give you the person who contacted us about shooting here. And so I was able to get that number. I called them. I just, I was brutally honest about what I was doing. I was like, my name's Nick. I just moved here. Uh, I'm trying to get into the film industry any way I can. Is do you have any positions on this set, on this commercial shoot? And he said, "Well, I'm not in charge." Yet. So it was basically like a game of telephone. And I eventually got in touch with the uh, location manager or supervisor, and she said, uh, "You could be on it for one day because I think we need PAs for this one day." And it was like the it was like finding gold or something. They're like coming across like plutonium. I was just like, thank God I finally am doing something besides looking for jobs in, in, in my room. And I was able to be a PA on set for a day and, and meet a lot of great people. It was so much fun. I was like in excitement mode the entire time. So somebody will be like, can you bring this bag of ice all the way like to set? And I'd be like, absolutely. Like, yes, anything. It, it just felt really good. Like, it felt 
nice knowing I worked like 12 hours in the sun and I just come home. I think it sort of like gave me a boost of this is why you need to keep doing this. This is why you need to keep reaching out like you're a madman and try and get work. And um, it really put into perspective how I just, I, I want to be working, but honestly, I think I'd just be happy working on anything entertainment related and, and, and getting paid to do so. Because um, it's just, I don't know what it is about that need to sort of make people laugh and uh, or make people just have any sort of emotion ever when it comes to watching watching something. I'd say the best advice I can give is once you make the move, honestly, the hardest part is over because now you're in opportunity. Now you have the chance to really apply yourself and, and show people that you're hungry to be a part of the film industry. And this is coming from a guy from uh, the smallest town in America telling you that it's, it's really hard to make that, that move into a big city like, like Los Angeles. And when it gets discouraging, just remind yourself that you made this huge leap to, to be here. And when you get someone rejecting you for a small job, that's nothing compared to, to what you have gone through, to, what, to the amount of money you saved, to the miles you've traveled, to everything you've, you've gone through to make it here. The hard part certainly is over for Nick Dardis, and I think he's got the gusto to keep going in this town. For more content, be sure to visit us on the website, ktla.com slash spoken dreams. Also follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at KTLA Podcasts. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sounds Like Bobby. Be sure to check out and subscribe to all our great podcasts here at KTLA on your favorite podcast app to listen, or you can find them all at ktla.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening, and until next time, break a leg. <laughs>